It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards. Like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind the scenes details and drama. I'll be joined by some special guests that'll be helping me share the real stories behind the most iconic moments in the show. So do not miss this special takeover of Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. This is it, the final episode of Side Hustlers for 2019. It is crazy that I am coming up on two years of this podcast. I am your host, Carla Marie from iHeartRadio. And in Side Hustlers, I talk to people following a passion outside of their day job. And I am very excited at the list that I have coming up for you in 2020. However, This year, we have had some incredible guests on the podcast. So what I've been doing for the last few episodes is giving you some of those best and my favorite moments. It's kind of like a cheat sheet of side hustlers. So if you miss all the episodes this year, listen to the last few and this one because it gives you the best moments. Some of these are ones that you voted for, um, some of my favorite and some of my producer's favorite moments. So give it a listen because you're going to hear from people like Missy from Dreamy Suds who her soap is the best. I gave it to half my family for Christmas. Sarah from Constellation & Co. Crystal from Nobility Leadership. We've got more from Mike Meredith, the creator of the Side Hustlers logo. My friends, Ricky and Jake, who also have their own podcast. Nathan with Castus. We had Adri and Jesse from Your Fave Scrunche, which I'm wearing right now, as always. Steve from Lark Media. Kendall from Olita Lane Films and The Hollow Sloth. And then Amy from Wired by Alp, which I am wearing her jewelry right now. And this is how much I care about these people and support everything they do. And I hope you do the same because I love everything that they create. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side, hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. 
pick up your phone or whatever you're listening to right now and look at my Side Hustlers logo. Unless you're driving, do it later. But the guy behind that is Mike Meredith. He's also the same person who does all the designing and logos for my morning show, the Carla Marie and Anthony show. And in this episode, Mike taught me the importance of the work tool belt. I actually have to thank my JV football coach <laughs> for the tool belt. When I played football, there was I was just kind of willing to do everything. You know, they were like, you know, can you play this position? Sure, no problem. Can you do this? Sure, no problem. And he was like, this is your tool belt. You just, you have all of the tools. Like, and I was like, oh, okay. So I kind of carry the like tool belt quote-unquote, analogy a lot. So yeah, the design tool belt is just basically every job that I've had, again, you kind of have to take something away from it. And you you gain skills as you work at a place, even if you don't know it. You know, if you go from one job to another, and they're like, oh, do you know this program? And you say, yeah. You know, you're already ahead of the curve from what they thought you could do. When Missy's friend was diagnosed with cancer and not able to use your regular commercial soap or beauty products because of the chemicals, Missy started making her friend handmade soap. Then other friends started asking Missy for her soap and products. And since Missy loved making the soap and she would do it with her daughter, she decided she was just going to launch her own handmade soap company. And Dreamy Suds was born. I love her soap. I purchased it as gifts for my sister and she is obsessed with it. You can shop it, DreamySuds, S-U-D-S dot com. And Missy knew nothing about soap making, but she educated herself. She dove into this world. So if you have something you're passionate about, take a note from Missy and dive all the way in and learn the ins and outs. People have started gushing over these bath bombs because I, I put wait. a lot of avocado oil in them Ooh. with an emulsifier. So a lot of people who make them don't emulsify it. What does that mean? So when you're sitting in a bathtub and there's oil, oil and water doesn't mix. So if you don't emulsify it, it'll float on top. And it doesn't really do anything for you. No. It's just floating there. And when you drain your tub, it just makes it a mess and it's slippery. So you emulsify it, then all the water and the oil mixes. So great. And it moisturizes everything that's sitting in the water. So that when you get out, you literally feel better. It's not oh, just wait. like looking at a pretty color. <laughs> we got to end this podcast. I got to get home and use my soap, people. <laughs> and plus, it keeps it from getting slippery and less dangerous. So that's awesome. That's what I get most compliments on. It's like your bath bombs are so much better than the other stuff that I'm buying. That's amazing. And I'm sure you know you love what you're doing, but hearing it from someone. Yes. Who spent that. their money on your products and mm-hmm. then they're telling you they love yes. it? It's got to be the, it the does. best feeling, I'm it sure. Is. Yes. You don't want to be preachy, but you want to teach people the education yeah. of what is in these products that you're using. And how, right. how do you go about doing that? Well, I kind of explain. I mean, I have an ingredient list on all my products in the website. And some of them are big, bad, and scary. Like, they just look like, what is this? I don't understand what these things are. Okay. Like, okay, for example... Pheno, phenex, how do Yep, I don't know. <laughs> I look at you like, help me. Okay, phenoxethanol. That mm-hmm. does seem scary. It does, right? But it's not. It's not. So oh. there's all kinds of things that, like, for example, SLS. That's a... Uh, Sounds like a nightclub in Vegas. It does. It's not. <laughs> it's like uh, uh, sodium lauryl sulfate. That's one of the bad ones. Okay. One of the controversial ones anyway that's potentially harmful. And it's a sulfate. One of the things that I want to avoid. Sodium lauryl sulfoacetate. What? Sounds just like it. But it's not bad. But it's derived from coconut. And it's (laughs) it's natural. And it's also a surfactant. So you want to teach people like, okay, look, there is good and bad, but you need to educate yourself if you're going to be putting this stuff on your body. 
Right, exactly. And and again, that's my passion. I want to avoid those things. If you don't, it's all good. I don't want to be, you know, on the pulpit just beating everybody that you're using bad stuff and you're going to die. After working in a leadership role at Target, Crystal launched her own leadership company, Nobility Leadership. Any small or large business owner or company can benefit from Crystal and what she does. Even if you don't have your own business, she's always having network events that help people find their passion and their worth. I've been to them and they're incredible. You can go to nobilityleadership.com to find out when the next event is and learn some skills on how to be a better leader. But why the name Nobility? Crystal explains the process of choosing her company's name and her brand colors. So I really wanted to do Olive Branch Consulting. Olivia, my daughter's name. You have an Olive Branch tattoo. I have the tattoo. Yeah. And I thought that was a good generic, like, name. Apparently, a lot of the world also thinks it's a generic (laughs) name because it's taken in every form. So I just kind of Googled, like, what are my values? What do I want it to kind of stand for? So, like, being of noble character is something that is very important to me and people around me. So I wanted that to be involved. It's a fancy name. Yeah, and it sounded fancy. Like also nobility is kind of royalty, like high class. I like that idea of it too. And I love it. And it's a good leader. It's a good quality. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I just went that route. I literally had like a page of different ideas and then, you know, checking all the domains that are free. Mm -hmm. So it was not my first choice necessarily, but I love it. It's awesome. it's, It's cool now, but. And I remember you coming up with the color scheme. Your colors are green. That was meditated. You did that on purpose. Yeah. So olive branch, like that's where that first color came from. And I really wanted to do blush pink because that's my favorite color. But but it's just girls. Yeah. So green was good. And then as you started, as I started looking through it, it's just a good gender neutral. It's still pretty and I can make it pretty. Money is green. Yeah, exactly. There you go. (laughs) Foreshadowing for my future, hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. So it just... It looked really nice, too, and clean. Sarah has a love for what she calls snail mail. So she started making her own stationery when she needed a creative outlet from her crappy day job. She would make stationery in her one-bedroom apartment. And Sarah's stationery is full of real messages for some of life's hardest moments. And eventually, Sarah's hobby became her company, her full-time job now, Constellation & Co. Now, you can shop constellationco.com or visit Sarah at her brick-and-mortar store in Seattle. When does a hobby become more than a hobby? And I always say I have too many hobbies, so I do that too, (laughs) for sure. Like, I like to knit, and I like to, you know, there's a lot of random But you're not knitting for hours on hours and making it your life. Correct. I think the difference for me is what I feel like I bring to the table as a person. And the more I distill down who I am and and what I love to do and what I feel like passionate about, what I feel like I have skills in, when I look at my legacy as a person, I hope that people will remember some of the words that I've been able to craft to put to these big feelings. And I think that's what's kept me on this path for more than 10 years. I see people come in the shop and stand there and look confused. And we ask like, is there anything I can yeah. help you with? And they say, I just found out my sister's cancer is back. Ugh. What do I say? Or I just found out we had one day, I just found out my friend's son committed suicide. Ooh. What do I say? And life is full of those moments of just like a loss for words. And seeing a few words that I've put together bring comfort to people in hard times, like that feels important. That feels it is. worth putting crazy hours in, in the evenings or in the weekends or whenever they have to be done. That feels important and worth it. And I think that's what I've kept doing. And and I, I think like, that you definitely talk to anybody. The, that, makes, that yeah. actually is the best way to say it, where does doing my hobby feel 
important to anyone else but me, really? No. But what you're doing, you're right, is important. Mm-hmm. And it's become your passion and and. I don't want to say your meaning in life, but I guess But it some has. days it does feel like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, life life always has meaning, but there are a lot of days where it's like, God, do I really have to go to the grocery store again? I feel like we just did this. Why is there no food? Like the dog just crapped on the rug. My kid's crying for no reason. Like life feels so chaotic so much of the time that when there's anything that I can pull to find some kind of larger meaning, that feels really grounding and really important. And I think that's why a side hustle, become a small business or become anything else is so important to the people who do it. Because if you're going to work for a large corporation in the daytime, that's their goals may not be your goals. Oh, yeah. Their their decisions may not be what you would do. But with your side hustle, you get to be the one to say, this is how we do it. This is what I feel best about. This is what I can I can stand behind. And I think that's and you feel good about it. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Steve took what he did at his day job and turned it into his side hustle. And now it's his full time job. He produces and edits videos for brands. He helps brands show their stories through videos to post on social media. You can go to larkmedianyc.com to see what he does. We actually filmed this episode of Side Hustlers. You can see it on my Instagram TV at the Carla Marie and on Steve's as well at Lark Media. NYC. Steve talks about when he decided to launch his own company and leave the corporate world. So I was in a conference room. First of all, I I didn't love the the big meetings culture that everybody has. Who does? It's it's every meeting could possibly be an email. And it's yes. And as a creative, it's very frustrating to sit in these meetings. I fidget in them. I like draw my paper. Like I've got a million other things to do than sit here and listen to what a schedule is for the next week. Exactly. And as a creative, when you're brought into not only those types of meetings, sales meetings that don't have anything to do, they're worried about hitting their numbers. I get it. I'm making the stuff. I don't need to sit here and listen to the CFO just yell at the sales team because they're or not hitting their numbers. Look at a PowerPoint. Right. Or look at a PowerPoint and stats. You could have emailed me that PowerPoint because you're just reading it. Exactly. And I'm like, we're making the content. This is taking away from us making the content. Yep. But in one of those meetings, what was like the turning point for me was I looked around the room and I said, I don't want anybody in this room's job. Everybody above me, I don't want their job. Everybody who's at the same level as me, I don't even want their jobs. This is not what I want. I was like, everybody's sucked into this. I know like company culture and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's cool. I like companies, you have to have some type of blueprint, something that, you know, people are excited about. I just wasn't into what they were selling me on a day-to-day basis and I didn't want I wanted nobody's job. Amy had a love of creating jewelry her whole life, but she didn't start her company Wired by Alp until she was an adult with a full-time job. She had been making jewelry for her friends and she posted a picture of a ring she made on Instagram for one of her friends. And then people started reaching out for orders. That's when she realized she was onto something. Now Amy makes way more than just rings. I'm actually wearing one of her necklaces and I love it. Go to Wired by Alp. ALP, her initials, to see her entire collection. Amy tells us what made her realize she wanted to leave her day job and follow her dream. I Pinterest a lot and I would look at quotes and things to try to motivate me or find whatever for myself. And I I came across one that was like, uh, build your own dreams or someone else will hire you to build theirs. And like, 
as soon as I read it, I was like, that's so true. I'm sitting here helping my boss get millions of dollars. And look at me, I'm only earning like little money. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to pursue my dreams. And so every day after work, I would go home and just really put in effort and time into it. You don't have to work all night long if you don't want to right away. You can just do an hour a day towards something that you're passionate about. And eventually you're going to get there. And I didn't start off as like a businessman or anything like that. I it happened and I went for it and I self-funded it. And, you know, all this time I have no debt in the business. It's been my own money, no loans. And it's just been every time I make money, I turn it back over and it's just grown. Kendall has not one, but two side hustles. She is the mastermind behind The Hollow Sloth, a grazing table company. She makes the most beautiful charcuterie boards and tables for events, or if you want to have them at your house, they're incredible. TheHollowSloth.com is where you can go to see those and figure out how you can have her at your next event. She's also the mastermind behind Olita Lane Films, a videography and photography company. Kendall told us how she came up with her latest and craziest idea for Olita Lane Films. I've got a really good friend who I knew was trying to get pregnant and her son, her four-year-old son is kind of like a nephew to me. That's awesome. So when she told me she was trying to get pregnant, I was thinking to myself like, oh, it'd be really cool if when she does get pregnant that I could photograph her birth because I've always thought about getting into birth photography. And I was like, Again, how do you do that without a portfolio? How do you just like hey, jump you know in? What? <laughs> yeah. Let me come there. The craziest day of your life when your legs are spread you open. You don't even know me, but let me into the room for the most intimate thing that's ever going to happen to you in your life. It'll be fine. <laughs> so fast forward, she got pregnant. She texted me like the day she texted me her positive pregnancy test, like the gears started turning. And I was like, OK, birth photography. And I was falling asleep that night and I was like, wait, birth videography wait pregnancy videography birth videography photography and my husband was like please go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) you're just you're talking gibberish right now lady yeah yeah and uh so i texted her the next day and was like hey this is a crazy idea what do you think and i kind of pitched it to her and she was like yeah i love it i'm in and i was like okay cool she was like you'll probably see my vagina (laughs) and i was like probably i i might I also have one, so we're good. We're okay. And she was like, "Okay, well, I, if you're cool, I'm cool." And I was like, "I'm cool. If you're cool," and she's like, "I'm cool." So. Okay, so <laughs> that you start the Hello Baby documentary or documentaries, or is that what yeah. you call them? Yeah, it's like a mini documentary series. Is kind of what where I'm going with so you, it. You start filming before labor. Yeah, I filmed throughout the pregnancy. So I filmed filmed several times, just her with her son at the park. I filmed. I filmed their baby shower. I filmed their gender reveal. I filmed like all these little pieces of it and then filmed her actual labor and her delivery and then went back and did a newborn session also. Yeah. And so when I pitched it to her, I was like, well, if if I'm if I'm doing her, why not? Why not two? Why not three? Why not four? So now you're on baby watch. I'm on baby watch right now. Up next is Nathan. He's actually the husband of Katie Chalk Boss, who was on a 2018 episode of Side Hustlers. Nathan side hustled years ago when he launched Castus, a technology company that helps huge companies live stream across several platforms. So think things like cruise ships. When you're watching cruise TV, Nathan's company, Castus, is actually the system behind the scenes making all of that work. He is no stranger to failure. And Nathan takes us back to when he first launched Castus. 
even though to the average person it looks like overnight success a lot of the times, oh yeah, they don't understand or people just need to understand and realize that it takes years and years and years of trial and error and failure and you know the big the big shot's about to happen then it, it doesn't and it's discouraging but you just you got to just keep going at it. We'll talk a little bit about that failure when. Was there a specific moment or thing that happened where it was like, oh, crap? Definitely. What was it? I would say it was 2011 at a trade show when we went national and we set up our booth and our competitors came over to us and the CEO walked up to me and he literally said, hey, buddy, we've already got the entire market. There's there's literally no room for you. Shut up. Yes. And he, he did said, not. tell your investors to stop wasting their money. And I looked at him and I said, well, I'm the investor, and you just gave me a whole lot more like drive yeah. to kick your butt. So, if you wouldn't mind stepping aside, there's some customers that want to take a demo. <laughs> but it took a so lot. So petty, of, I love it. Good for you to, to get back up. And I mean, it did. It did feel like a knockdown because we then started to realize like these guys do have the market. You know, everybody has an existing what a system, dick. right? So we had to start convincing people that hey, these two guys that have this system that you've never heard of will be a great solution for you to spend a lot of money on. And these systems, you know, it's like you don't buy it once and then next week decide to go switch it out with another right. thing. This is an investment. So it took a lot of convincing and a lot of years to get traction. You know, we have a lot of demos. People are like, this is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we felt good. But then they'd be like, we can't, we, we actually can't buy this because if, if it stops working, we're going to get fired. So yeah. we're just going to hang out and watch you guys grow and See you next year at the show, which was the worst thing for us because we're just like, we're just spending cash to be here Mm -hmm. reinvesting. And it's like, we needed a sale. And Nathan told us how he met his business partner while his business partner was in Safeway. We talk about the importance of meeting people and having real conversations. You know what? You meet your best people networking. (laughs) See? Right? Or in Safeway. Or in Safeway. (laughs) You just kind of run with it. No, that is my favorite thing that I hope people take away from this podcast is to have conversations. Don't start talking to strangers and alleys and stuff like that, but (laughs) stop being weird and have conversations with people. Put yourself out there. Yes. You've got to. Okay. If you want to do it, you've got to, you got to risk it. I love these girls, the creators of your fave scrunchie or scrunchie, you know, the thing you put in your hair. Adrian and Jesse created a company where they make and sell upcycled scrunchies. I'm proud of what these two have done and created. It's really cool. They take donated clothes and they even shop at thrift stores and turn clothes into into scrunchies. I've donated clothes to them, so you can even be shopping my scrunchies if you go to yourfavescrunchie.com. Now it's spelled fave, F-A-V. I'm going to spell the whole thing for you. Y-O-U-R-F-A-V-S-C-R-U-N-C-H-E.com. It's a lot of letters to get there, but I highly suggest doing it. I'm wearing one of their scrunchies right now. You're going to fall in love with these two as they tell you about their first sale, but I suggest going back and listening to their whole episode on this channel. Then we like made enough to come to this awesome launch event and um, had like kind of a funny little setup. My boyfriend was like helping us string scrunchies like on a line. So did people at this event like love them or was it right? Was it right away that people love them or what happened? It wasn't really our um, demographic. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of men there. Actually, our first official sale that we used, like we used a credit card to swipe our little like square reader and everything was to a guy. Oh my and, God, how and, crazy. And he was bald. And he was asking me why he should buy a scrunchie. And I said, well, you probably know somebody with hair. 
and that was that was the selling point. Okay, I think we talked Can that more. Can be your tagline? <laughs> you probably know somebody. That's with genius. Her. Oh my goodness! Yes, this yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably. <laughs> yep. That so that was the start. Um, Look at you, like swindlers, like convincing bald oh, dude. Yeah. I know. Isn't that wild? So you know, the rest of it has been pretty easy from there. Um, but yeah, we had a couple friends come out, and then a p- couple people we didn't know who were there, and they were all like, "Wow, this is such a cool idea." We were kind of like, we've never done this. We don't really know what we're doing. So we're just going to give everybody discounts. And uh-huh. um, I think we sold like eight scrunchies maybe. But we were like, wow, that was like, you know, like a decent like 80 bucks or something yeah. or less than that. And so it was like, okay, people like this idea. I think if we had like a website and more of like a brand and an Instagram following, like we could actually make this happen. These next two people are super important to me. Ricky and Jake were my interns who have now grown up to have amazing careers of their own, but they also have a podcast together. It's called 20 Somethings Doing Nothing, which is ironic because they are actually doing a lot of things, but their podcast has become their side hustle. And whether you're in the media industry like the three of us are or have your own company, you know that social media is a big big part of your job. But Ricky, Jake, and I break down how we do our best to avoid our phones and not let social media run our lives. It's part of our jobs Mm -hmm. to be on social media all the time. There are times that people are yelling at me because they're like, you're on your phone. I'm like, I really just need to answer this really quick. Like, it's going to take me three seconds. I'm so sorry. And I feel terrible. But part of the thing, like we were talking about, listeners can just reach out to you all the time at any point of the day and they expect a response. And I would expect the same thing. And that's kind of like a standard that I've held myself to. So I always want to answer them. And I've actually had multiple people, because for whatever reason, some of my listeners want to ask me advice about things. Mm. And I love it. And I think it's great. I, I'm i a hot mess. So I'm, like, I'm the last person that should be giving advice about anything. But they'll reach out to me. And I always say to them, you know, I may not answer you right away, but I promise that I will always answer. Yeah. So there are times where I need to just be like, all right, I need 10 minutes just to like answer these things really quick. But it's not (laughs) when we're answering or posting. It's the scrolling. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. Is the problem. There's another thing you can do. I read this whole article and I wish I could really reference it right now. But one of the things is to turn your screen black and white. Like you can invert the colors on iPhone. Like I forget what it is, but you invert the colors. So the reason phones look the way they look Think about a casino and a slot machine. Colors. Yes. Uh, all bright. Addicting. Tracks you. Your Phones brain. Like. are also addicting. So if you make them black and white, you're not going to be, it's not going to be appealing. And then also turn off every notification that isn't a real person contacting you. Huh. So uh, it's, I guess social media, you could essentially leave on your notifications, but you shouldn't be getting news notifications, which is so hard though. I can't do being that. Being in our world. And especially Ricky, your <laughs> yeah. job is to literally curate Half all of Half of the reason my phone lights up is because I'm getting all news things sent to me constantly. Like I can't not have but that. There are definitely things you can work around like oh, get it all yeah. at once or whatever it may be. Totally. But, yeah, I just sure. refuse to because but phone addiction is real. <laughs> I mute group chats. Oh yeah. Always. Because I can't stand that. Like, stop texting me. Yeah, I actually think I turned off like all sounds on my phone unless it's an alarm, too. I hate hearing ringtones. I hate, I even hate when my phone vibrates. So now I'm just like, whatever, it's a brick. You can't contact me. Well, (laughs) so the interesting thing about your podcast, well, there's many things. But the one thing about this podcast, (laughs) the one thing, I think the world of cell phones, you know, smartphones makes it so much harder for people to do these side hustles. It's true. Because like we were saying, all the ridiculous amount of wasted time that you spend on your phone. And the thing that separates the people that you talk to versus 
nor a a normal person, but like somebody who doesn't pursue their dreams Mm -hmm. is that they take the time that somebody would normally watch TV or scroll through Instagram and they do the things that they want to be doing. And the hardest part, even for us, is finding, you know, sometimes finding the motivation to do it. And that's it. That is a wrap on another year of Side Hustlers. Thank you for spending your time week to week listening to this podcast. Not only do I appreciate it for myself, but for you supporting these small businesses and then you shop from them and follow them on social and interact. It really is a big thing for these small businesses to do the smallest stuff. So thank you, thank you, thank you week after week for being here. Shout out to my producer, Houston, who deals with my crazy schedule every week putting these things together for you. So it's a lot. I know. Houston, I know this has become a side hustle for you. So thank you very much. And thank you again for being here. Happy New Year. Hope you and your family have the best time. Let's kick some butt in 2020. Until next year, keep hustling. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Rachel Zoe here, and we're going back to the Rachel Zoe Project for a very special takeover on my podcast, Climbing in Heels. Come with me as I take you back to season one to give you all the behind the scenes details and drama. I'll be joined by some special guests that'll be helping me share the real stories behind the most iconic moments in the show. So do not miss this special takeover of Climbing in Heels. It's going to be bananas. Listen to Climbing in Heels with Rachel Zoe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts.